Hey Dave. How are you? I'm alright, thanks. How are you? Very, very well. Now, in the hubbub that was Good Beer Week and Gabs, yes. we recorded a couple of shows. Yes. But we were either too early or too just chock full of great content. Yes, which we I haven't we haven't got all that out yet, so hold this watch this space. Right. But by the time this one's out, won't all of them have been out? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I think I want to get this one out first. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, and then, because, you know, some of them are general chit-chat rather than fair tiny enough. chit-chat. Okay, fair enough. Well, you will see that in the uh, absolute wall-to-wall quality that we had, I neglected to congratulate you for your win I, the I Crafty not, Plant Media Award. I had noticed Awards. that, uh, Dave. You I did? Just, just I can't keeping Dave tabs? Seen anything. How many days has it been without a acknowledgement? <laughs> no, you sent me a text message. I did, least. yes. But you haven't acknowledged it publicly. No, not on air. Oh, That's where it counts. So it well done. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, the show is better for it, which is good for me. So uh, thanks. Is the actual show better for <laughs> it or it just gives the show a little bit more credibility? Absolutely, yeah. Both. Uh, yeah, I mean... Surely your uh, your hot property and uh, the, the the phone the phone has been going off the hook. The Luke Robertson brand is just skyrocketing, and you'll have your ego will be at an all time high. Well, I mean, it, it is interesting you say that because I went along to the awards and kind of had an inkling that I was going to do all right. I, I was a little bit excited, mm-hmm. nervous. I'm not going to lie; I don't I don't like public things. But, you know, top of the world, right? You're getting an award for, for having a, a blog. That you just like to do because it's fun. Yeah, you're doing your spare you. time. Yeah. Uh, and then, look, I'm not going to lie, there was a few things on the night that put me back in my place, we'll say. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, um, so it wasn't quite the dream evening that it could have been? I mean, you won the award. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. But Maybe just keep you back, keep you, keep you well, grounded. The, what happened? The first thing, uh, and this isn't this wasn't one to cut me down at all, but I just thought this was quite funny. Uh, Paul Mercurio was the the host of the show, uh-huh. and he comes up, and I wasn't really sure who this was. I, I don't know. <laughs> like I don't know. What, uh, I'm terrible with faces, so like, if I know someone, I might not recognize them very easily. I, I don't know. I guess no, I'm not good at it, and I have no idea who he is. I've never seen him. I've seen him on social media, but I've never actually like he. It was in Strictly Ballroom, I think. Correct. I've never seen that movie. I don't, I don't know what that is. You're missing out. Mm, I remember wanting to see it when I was a kid, which is weird because yeah, it must have weird. had a good preview or something. I don't know. <laughs> Kids, who knows? Um, and I think he had some television shows and some cooking segments. Mm-hmm. But I've never watched any of those. Right. So he comes up on the stage and I'm thinking, mm, I think this could be Paul McCurry, but I'm not sure. And he, he was telling an anecdote and he's like, you know, I was talking to the waiter before and I don't think he knew, he knew who I was. And I was sitting there thinking, and like, he held for applause. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Ha ha ha!" Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know who this is. <laughs> uh, so I thought that was pretty good. Uh, the other thing was before the the awards, they had a media tasting. Great. So you got to go in and uh, just check out some of the award winning beers. No, I wasn't invited. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So media. Award so I, I, I didn't actually find out until everyone sat at the table and said, "Hey." What did yeah, you think? D- didn't see you at the oh. media tasting. <laughs> yeah, okay. Didn't know about it. Yeah, thanks. They, um, so, yeah. And then I, I got my trophy. Uh, I was the first one to make a speech of the night. Ooh. So, this was about 10.30 after a three-course meal and many beers. And the, all the trophy winners, uh, all, the, all the previous winners didn't get to make speeches. And then they said, okay, for this, this next segment, you'll be making a speech. Prime time. 
first up as the media award and I, Great, I was yeah. very underprepared at that stage. <laughs> I, I'm not really sure what I said. I think I, oh, that's right. I told a, a joke about wearing a suit because people that know me don't know that I don't dress up very often. And I said, oh, I'm, I'm glad I wore a suit tonight. Bombed. Oh, no. <laughs> and then Pop I realized straight away. Oh, 99.5% no. of the room have no idea why. Oh, dear. Uh, and then I don't know what I said after that. Oh, it, it wouldn't have mattered what you said after that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's face it. My speech is probably the. Like, no one cares. No one cares about this. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, what speech does anyone really care Yeah, that's about? what I'm saying. Like, yeah, no exactly. one is remembering any of this. Everyone's more interested about the beers they had that night than, than the speeches. Um, got my trophy, said uh, thank you to, to James from Crafty Pint, and thanks again, James, for sponsoring such an award. And the lady came up to me, um, they take your photo with the trophy, the lady came up to me and said, by the way, we're going to have to take your trophy back. What? Because we've spelt your website wrong. What did they do? Uh, they put Ale of a Tale. <laughs> Not Ale of a Time. <laughs> I, I like that, actually. Uh, yeah, I kind of thought uh, afterwards, I'm like, that's actually probably a better name. <laughs> yeah, I'm like... It's a shame. You should have kept it, maybe. I, I I looked at it and I actually think for a moment I thought it said ale for tail, <laughs> which is also interesting. Um, but it's a different website altogether, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It also uh, also reminds me of the show television show Fem for for tail. Fem for oh tail. yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I remember it being late at night. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. That okay. could have been me. I could be some sort of female beer crime fighter. Yeah, mm. it could be an interesting graphic novel. A little bit off brand for me, though. Yeah, I guess a little bit. Uh, the yeah, so that that was a bit of a that's a bit embarrassing, and then I looked on the I was excited to to send um, you know I messaged my mum and said hey mum I just want a, an award, my photos photos will be up on the website soon, no nah, my photo didn't make it up on the website what do you mean uh, everyone uh, it's other photos on the website of, of other trophy, of trophy winners, winners but yeah. no me <laughs> dear idea oh and then a final kick in the guts I saw a bottle shop sitting around their you know weekly newsletter and they said congratulations to all the award winners <laughs> so they had they had everyone listed except for me <laughs> <laughs> all right okay so hey it's kept you level kept, kept you grounded yeah look let's face it, i'm away. not gonna let it go to my head because there's no possible way to go. <laughs> and if you let it go to your head nobody would know which head because there was a lack of photos there <laughs> i better look handsome in that photo as well oh, i bet it was that, a cracker that, that yeah bloody had that suit on your mum would have loved a photo of you in a suit yeah, I know, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, God. All right. All right. Hey Dave So Oh yeah, hey man, how are you? Good, I'm very good Yeah uh, This is a bit of a um, different environment for us, isn't it? This is the first time I think we've recorded at one of our homes Yeah, which it's odd Because you'd think a podcast would probably start In someone's backyard Bedroom, bedroom situation Garage, something like that Yeah uh, But we're at Casa de Luke Having a beer Um and um, that's not so bad, actually. We had some some crackers and some cheese and a beer, and hey, life's all right, isn't it? Sitting on a couch, it's, mm. it's comfy. I'm comfy. Uh, what are we? What's the beer we're drinking? We've got uh, the uh, Kumquat Edition Sour in the Rye from the brewery. 
It's one that you as a result of a trade that yes. you made when you're in the United States of America. Yeah, you uh, orchestrated behind the scenes a outrageous three-way deal <laughs> um, <laughs> for uh, a cantillon that you'd procured yourself mm. um, for a couple of well equal value. Well, I guess the value is in the eye of the beholder, yeah, isn't yeah, it? or the beer holder, right? Oh, um, I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm going to make that noise again. <laughs> um, yeah, I am really enjoying it. I've tried the original before uh, a while ago and I my, I was looking at my untapped before and I gave it four and a half. Mm. I think this one's just about the same. It's, it's I delicious. actually, um, I wasn't sure when I, because I knew when I was mewling it around that I'd probably be uh, present when it was being um, consumed. So I was thinking, I don't know if come quite really appeals to me in that sort of thing, but it, mm. I, I actually really like the character in it. It's not too acidic. It's mm. not overpowering. It's not uh, absent. It's mm. just, um, just sits there nicely. We do get some brewery beers on the shelves, but they are grey if you see them around, um, which is, no, I don't have a stance either way on that. Um, I've had some great ones, had some terrible ones. So it's a gamble and it's not not guaranteed how long it's been uh, in the bottle or how it's been treated. So it's a gamble. They... Also with these guys, they have had a notorious run of of infections. Um, So they do make a lot of sour beers and a lot of of barrel-aged beers, so... They have ended up with some that that aren't, aren't as good or, or have an issue, um, and since sort of that has ha- gone on for a while, they are splitting off to a, a sour-only brewery to sort of right, eliminate okay. that problem, um, which is a, a good result. And um, but in saying that, I everything I've had of theirs other than the eighteen or nineteen percent Black Tuesday, I've loved. Um, the eighteen or nine percent Black Tuesday is definitely not my kind of beer. Yeah, so how was it in like comparison to the other of those sort of huge imperial stouts? Look, I I don't drink that many huge imperial stouts. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last one I had. Maybe Alsmith Speedway, which is really delicious, but that's only twelve percent. Yeah, true. Or so. um, anything above that, I'm not a huge fan of. I yeah. don't know. Like, I think we've talked about Brewdog Tokyo. Mm-hmm. That I think both of us, when we were, for lack of a better word, noobs, mm-hmm. we liked that a lot. But now I can't imagine I like it. No. Um, and that's just a preference thing. Yeah. I know a lot of people love Black Tuesday um, and similar beers. A lot of people love uh, Mikella Black. Yep. Not my favourite. Yep. Um, but I think for me, I've kind of got a new rule. Anything over 8%, I'm probably not going to like. Really? Yeah. Uh, other than if it's Belgian. It's Belgian. Yeah, okay. So I'll let them all get away with anything. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but I guess it's a good seg uh, into to Gab's. True. So we recorded a show at Gab's at the start of Gab's, and this is obviously at the after Gab's a week later. Yeah. Uh, or actually, Gab's is still happening in Sydney right Correct. now. Correct. If you were at Gab's in Sydney, hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you think about the venue, etc. I saw a couple of photos and I thought the venue looked really good. So mm. um, let us know your thoughts uh, and the layout and such. Mm. Um, I remember chatting to Guy. He said it was going to be essentially the same, mm-hmm. but not quite given the dimensions yep. of the area. So let us know what you think if you're at the um, Sydney sessions of Gabs. I know a few people were at, uh, at both. Yep. Um, not that many, but a handful. So if you're listening, yeah, we were really keen to get a comparison. Yeah. I loved Gabs. Gabs was, was awesome. fantastic. Yeah. The atmosphere was stupidly good. The, there was a time when they're, you know, the little three-piece band. That's so patronising. Well, they're a little band, but yeah. the three-piece band. The bomb, bomb, bomb seems to be their tune. Yep. Um, and they're playing, you know, a 
Bon Jovi cover or something, which I am not a fan of. Everyone was singing along and enjoying yeah. it. It was great. It was good atmosphere. They were good though because uh, people were just yelling out songs. Yeah. And if there was three songs that got yelled out, they like medleyed them yeah, into like yeah. a little three minute thing. It was yeah, that was yeah, yeah, and good. It created a fun atmosphere. And, and you know, if you're not into them, they leave after about five minutes because they're they're doing the rounds. Yeah, it's a big um, place. Yeah. yeah, and so that that really helped. And the the acrobats were a lot of fun. They were. They were um, very energetic. They were having a good time themselves, yeah. and that sort of um, translated into, um, I think, everyone around them who was watching. Many, many times throughout the weekend, the there's three of them, and they were doing you know, various acrobatic things for those that weren't there. Um, and a couple of times during the weekend, they... Did you just explain what acrobats were doing by saying they were various doing various acrobatic, acrobatic things? things? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. That is one way of putting it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's not, I'm not a liar. <laughs> um, they... Ooh, uh, the the lady of the group was doing a headstand on the Jenga, the giant Jenga. Yeah. While people were playing giant Jenga, which is pretty risky, really. She's really, uh, especially given that I'm sure. Oh, I'm not sure. I'm prepared to say that the uh, participants of the Jenga game probably had a few beers at that stage. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and also, it's a giant Jenga thing. It's not a stable thing to do. <laughs> like, even if you're sober, playing giant Jenga is a it's going to fall over. Like the point of the game is yep. that that's going to fall over. At some stage is happening, but hey, so, she took a risk. I don't think she fell off. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that, and it made for a really fun atmosphere. Um, it made it less about just sitting there and getting drunk and it made it more about, which I don't think it ever has been about that. I don't, I don't want to imply that. But it's easy to um, associate that as a motive when it's a festival with 120 festival years and more around the grounds. Um, and, and I guess what I was saying before about high ABV beers and sweeter beers, I'm not a huge fan of. And there was so many really there good Billen of Ice um, saisons yep. um, to the point where nothing really stood out but everything I was rating on, you know, looking through my untapped, I was giving things fours and four and a halves all over the, the place. the comment that we had um, at the festival was that there weren't, I, I don't think there were really any absolute standouts. Mm. But there were a lot of really, really excellent beers that were there. A lot of beers that I would definitely happily drink again, and, and I think in a in a different format that would stand out. Massively. I made a short list. I expected to make like a half dozen of beers that I really enjoyed, mm. um, and I think I ended up with about twelve or fifteen beers that I really like that were better than average. Like, sorry, better than good, I guess. Um, so <laughs> and you would have probably only had about. Um, like 60 beers at the most in, in sort of small, Probably, small samples. Uh, yeah. So that's a, a pretty great... Pretty good strike rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, there weren't many that I didn't like, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. So even the ones that uh, stylistically I wasn't preparing myself to like, mm. I had quite a few pleasant surprises. Mm. Things like um, the Golden Gay Time beer. Yep. Uh, I remember enjoying that. Yep. And that's something that I probably in a full glass I'd probably hate it uh, yep. but to me that was a perfect Gab's beer um, there was a lot of sort of um, hazelnut inclusive beers there seemed to be like three or four right uh, yeah and I enjoyed all of them to mm. varying degrees but they were all very good though mm. yeah. um, the other one I think the, the people's favourite and I think this gets announced in the next couple of days of who uh, won tonight recording time so it's Saturday Jeez. night and you'll already know if should, you're listening <laughs> should we go through and name every beer be like congratulations oh yeah you see that's a funny idea but if we actually put it to practice it'd be like a five-hour show so. <laughs> no but then i just edit in the one that we said congratulations oh but we'd to. still be sitting in five hours oh doing yeah good it, point so, i don't yeah. that long um the so i think banoffee no golden gate time was his favorite but also banoffee from 
maybe Grifter Brewing. That I, I remember, remember tasting that, and I gave that five on Untapped, and that I just said it's it's what it's it's a perfect yeah. Gabs beer. Um, this is what a Gabs beer should taste like, and I I kind of thought maybe that's maybe that is it. What does that mean though? What a Gabs beer should taste like? Um, really good in a sixty mil sample and uh, okay. sweet. <laughs> Yeah, okay. But I I agree with you. For me to be happy happy at the end of that, for I don't like that. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Um, The the other thing I I think we should note is we have frequently talked about how we don't really do samples at Gabs. I hit samples hard this year and really enjoyed it. Yep, which is fine, but also you went to five sessions. Yes. Or four and a half, given that we left the first one early, Mm. um, which I think... It's only natural that if you're going to go to five sessions, you might as you're well. going to spend a couple wandering around, a couple hitting some samples, mm, mm. Um, finding a good balance there. Mm. But yeah, you're right there. It was a great time. Um, yeah. It's an atmos- absolute success. Atmosphere-wise, unparalleled. I don't, in, in terms of a beer festival, it's yep. just Dave. Dave um, demographic diversity-wise as well, there was mm. just, everyone was there. It was fantastic. We, I, sp- we had a chat, um, the last recording that we put out, um, we had a chat with I mean I approached a few groups A couple of them Didn't want to talk to me I don't know Maybe I was looking a little bit uh, uh, Standoffish And yeah, not really approachable So Pretty shady at Yeah time. So um, But we talked to A couple of uni students Who was their first time there And they loved it mm, mm. And it was great to, to chat To people that Yeah They were first time there One of my um, I overheard a couple of ladies That were sitting next to us And t- I'm going to describe them as it looked like they would be at a Chapel Street nightclub okay, or a trendy, yep. fashion-y yep. nightclub. Um, not the kind of people you'd associate with beer at all. Yeah. Could you tell what they were um, drinking or were they just... Also, they were hitting paddles yep. and after maybe, I think, one or two paddles, one of them said, oh, I think I like dark beers. Oh, cool. Like, just a, like a moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, and it was kind of, it was sort of eavesdropping on them because I, I like to know what people are... Particularly people that I don't expect to see at a beer fest or what they're thinking. Yep. They were really enjoying just drinking a whole bunch of beers. Um, so, yeah, I think the Friday session, that was where they were at. And I just knocked off work um, and came down to Gab's. And that Friday session in particular was the cliche of beards, hoodies, <laughs> tubby guys, I think was almost like well in the minority. Yeah, um, yeah, too right. There's a lot um, of normal people there, for lack of a better <laughs> word. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, huge success. I can only... I can only has a guess to say that the Sydney iteration of it is also going to be a good success. So mm. I'd imagine there'll be more sessions added next year um, to the uh, Sydney Gabs. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think they did very well with sales there. So the interest is obviously there. Mm. As, I mean, which is an obvious thing to uh, occur. Mm. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. yeah, good work. Yeah. Good work, Steve, Guy, and Co. Yes, and all the volunteers. Thank you for volunteering. Uh, wouldn't work without volunteers, would it? I, I know I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, Did you have a favorite? So your favorite was the Golden Gate time? No, it wasn't oh. my favorite. Jeez, uh, I, I, I couldn't pick a favorite. Okay. Eight, eight wide. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. Eight wide hippie billiner uh, was really good. That's yeah. my, that, that's my kind of Gabs beer. Like it's. Not just a, this is a license to do something crazy beer. Mm. It's a really, really well-made Berliner. I can't wait to see it out. Yeah. Um, that was really, really strong. Definitely. The Little Creatures Saison. Really good as well. Yep. And look, that's, you know, the Little Creatures probably aren't my favorite brewery. 
Um, Saison's probably my favourite style or one of my top styles. And they made a really interesting one. It was, yeah. It was delicate. It was complex, though. It was um, um, very interesting. I'm going to have a look at my list. Like the Just f- because I can't remember. Oh, I love the Funk Estate Affogato. I didn't try that one. That was really, really good. Um, so if I was to... I don't know, actually. There's a lot that I enjoyed. <laughs> um, but there was a lot of sort of funky beers. Yeah. I'll tell you what, this year was the first time that... I think in years gone by, there have been a few dark, funky or sour beers mm-hmm. that I personally think have missed the mark for me mm. anyway but this year there were a number of oh, quite interesting good ones the bent spoke one bent spoke was that really interesting i forgot about that one um about. i think that uh i'm this could be a huge mistake and i'm prepared to make mistakes i do it often um but the homestead velvet something yeah that was good that was a funky duck one as well yeah, yeah. i enjoyed that one um so yeah there were some pretty interesting funky ones around Mike's Lambic Porter was again was yeah, a good one. Yeah, yeah. The B um, uh, Lambic. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Bamba Lambic. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, uh, liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the other one, uh, the motorcycle rando one. We spoke to DJ on the yeah, last show. Talked to DJ about it. And that was a, a cracker of a. Um, I think I might be breaking my eight percent rule. That was a nine percent. Yeah, but I've. But I mean, delicious. let's just just to touch back on that. I got it. Like, I think that I probably subscribe to that rule as well, but. There's plenty of beers over that mark that are yeah, fantastic, yeah. and that's the that's a testament to the quality of the beer is when something that big doesn't ha- have, doesn't taste like it doesn't come with the baggage that um, the high alcohol beers sometimes can. The final session, I had a glass of that and a thing of chicken wings. Oh, it was my last sort of gabs like moments. Yeah, and it was just a spectacular way to finish. Um, like I could be. Uh, making a big call off a small sample, but sure, that's probably the best Australian IPA I've ever had. Good one. Mm. I like I like big calls like that. Yeah, but um, it was just it was it was a big beer. I mean, I think I did listen to the, the Gabs episode a couple of days ago when we released it, and um, I think we both made a bit of fun of DJ when he said it was a session. Nine percent IPA, but I sort of understand what he means because it, it played drank well under nine percent. Mm. Uh, I don't really like <laughs> using that as a term yeah, for a nine yeah, percent yeah. beer, but um, it was it, I, is, I, it was clean and highly drinkable, th- which is what he was getting at. Um, but uh, that was a great beer. Is a better term for that balance, yes. Rather than uh, yeah, balanced and clean. I think yeah. Um, um, it, it, yeah, it, it might have. I mean, I didn't use this logic when I was evaluating it, but you could probably take off points for the fact that it they had put fruit in it, mm. and I didn't really get that. I got a little bit of it, yeah, but it was just such a good IPA that who cares? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah, um, yeah, they're, they're beers that I've never been never been disappointed by one no. of the beers. I think like maybe their saison was fine yeah and didn't, like oh great this is amazing but everything else everything else has been fantastic yeah, a level above so that cream ale yeah i can't really good. find like i normally wouldn't be able to find a lot of enthusiasm for a cream ale no matter how good it was but mm. that was great mm. speaking um, of cream ales oh can i make one more point about i love you too well i was gonna i was gonna keep on, oh, okay now you go you go but uh, i kicked off the uh somewhat symbolically but the first beer i had was the um two pot whatever it was, mm. from Garage Project, mm. which was a coffee stout 
and then they nitroed a lactose uh, cream ale. A lactose cream ale on top of that, which made it pretty much look exactly like a flat white coffee, mm. um, and tasted quite like it as well. Uh, delicious. Those guys. The also I should mention they had their their trip hop ESB uh, that was barrel aged with Brett and Rosalar. How was it? Um, for the people that don't know, Rosalar yeast is the Rodenbach strain or strains. There's multiple things in that one. Um, did you have a taste of it? Didn't get it. No. Oh, it's delicious. It was crazy good. I try. I tried to go back and get a glass of it, and they wouldn't sell me a, a full glass. Why not? Uh, they is it like Warhead last year? They just didn't have enough of it? Yeah, they were concerned about running out. I It was that good I almost wanted to like do the... I'll have five samples then, please. No, I wanted to be like, you know, uh, maybe Joss, if you just asked if, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know him pretty well, uh, maybe. Uh, do you know who I am? Cause, cause Check out the Aber Awards winner list. Well, that actually to. happened at um, Beavana when I was getting the two-pot flat white and the guy serving me is like, oh, you know, sorry, we're not... We're we're not selling at the session because we're going to run out. And Joss was there and he's like, oh, it's okay. I'm like, oh my God, that's great. So I thought about trying to pull that same stunt uh, same and move. Yeah, well, I mean, but Previously that, successful. Uh, that's a dick thing to do. And I'm not a dick, so. Is it ever. But um, it, the fact that it crossed my mind must say something. This is getting better the more I drink it. This Sarah in the Rye, come quote. It's delicious. So I noticed that it's a 2013 edition. Is that just, is, is that... The new, the most recent one. Do you, do you know what I mean? I don't know. Right. Okay. I don't know enough about. I don't know heaps about the brewery, um, other than what I, I said earlier about my the length of my my knowledge. Fair enough. But uh, very tasty. I'm liking it. Hmm. Hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Listen to the episode. It was good. Yeah, it was a good episode. And and I think yeah, you mentioned the two Gabs rookies, and I was really excited to chat to them. And um, yeah, it was a, just a fresh perspective because mm. we talked to all our friends and brewers and stuff. Who and, were and people listening to the show are probably the same people that we see every year or similar people and, and know all about it. And um, So it was just fun. Time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that, um, they were sort of analyzing two beers that had chili in it and how yeah, they use it differently. Great. And that was sort of interesting to hear yeah, them yeah. talk about it. It was good. Especially like really young people. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how old anyone is anymore. Well, they were uni students. So you kind of been like... Who one of them was. But you could be a mature student. Whatever, yeah, it's not important. Yeah, it's way beside the point. And that uh, yeah, that was rounding off good beer week. So yeah, it was. So um, I just come back from three weeks overseas. Do you want to talk about your trip to the United States? Because you went to some exciting breweries. That yeah, people... okay. It probably right. won't take too long. Um, we'll start off with the with the best. I we'll guess. put some slides on the website. Yeah, yeah great idea. Show. Yeah, <laughs> here's me at the Hollywood sign. Um, <laughs> uh, but. You actually took a really good photo of the Hollywood side that I saw, so... Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it was breathtaking vistas, so mm. what are you supposed to do? But not enjoy it at the time, take photos and enjoy it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but the beer we had before this um, was probably the best beer that I had while I was over there, or the best IPA at least, but um, wherever I went, every brewery, every tasting room, when I just wanted to know... I didn't have heaps of time to do it, so I asked everybody... What do I have to see? Like, where do I have to go? What beer do I have to try? Every single answer was the same. It was like, you have to go and see Alpine. Mm. Got to get to Alpine. I'd never heard of Alpine. Mm. What, what did you know about them before? Um, I, I know that their Nelson um, is, a lot of people will say that's the, the best IPA going. Right, okay. Um, and I know that they brew out of green flash for, for volume stuff i don't yep. know i don't know if it's all package stuff i don't think it is i think it's a bit of a mixture um 
and people were sometimes not happy with the green flash brood stuff yeah so that's oh. that is even the even the um the, the team there aren't really that happy uh, oh, with geez. it so um i say that ha- i'm sure they're ecstatic with the um from a business sense yeah but when i went there um and i mentioned that i'd had uh their pure hoppiness which is like a double ipa mm. um they sort of their ears sort of pricked up and they said uh where did you have that uh and i told them where it was which happened to be the only place outside the brewery and the bar which is just down the road that they sent kegs to mm. so they're like oh fine no problems then uh yet you, 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 you did have a good version of it when they went on to say because everything else um that you see around comes out of the green fresh the flash brewery which um i don't know i just got the, that's got the vibe that it might not have been as good as it would have been down the road at their bar or the stuff that they uh that, that they brew but um yeah but i because i'd heard that when i went out for um a couple of drinks and to watch the basketball at a place called bagby's brewing company mm-hmm. which is a brew pub mm-hmm. they have 20 of their own taps mm-hmm. and 20 guest taps of just unbelievable guest recommended beers. to you by a former guest i believe um was it mitch Steele? what did he say oh yeah about? well yeah. uh i happened to be staying like in the same block so okay. it was like almost inevitable but yeah mitch from um from stone did very generously he sent me a very long email i mentioned to him i was going to be going over in a few weeks uh, and I did ask him for some recommendations. I thought he might just give me a couple on the spot, but mm. he asked for my email address and he sent me a generously long and detailed email about every beer highlight in the on the West Coast, pretty mm. much, um, of the country. So that was much appreciated. And this was one of his um, recommendations. Uh, yeah, so they brew really high-quality beer there and really adventurous beer. So mm. the 20 taps of their beers is fun to go through. Mm. Um, and they just have unbelievable West Coast beers Great um, on the other 20 taps. So there's, there's, there's a lot you can do there. And they have also great food, big screens to watch sports. It's pretty hard to argue with that, right? Yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, so I really, I really like that place. Um, and I tried, yeah, the pure hoppiness there, which... Um, also, every every beer bar that has like more than twenty good taps, a third of them will be IPAs or Imperial IPAs. So it most certainly is IPA country. And that's the funny thing when people say, "Oh, you know, IPAs everywhere in Australia." Yeah, and then no, by comparison, it's yeah. not at all. It's a long way to go uh, to to get to that. So I had a lot of IPA, and the IPA quality is just unbelievable over there. But the standout was clearly um, Alpine's Pure Hoppiness, and because everyone wouldn't shut up about it. As soon as I saw it, I was like, got to try this. Uh, and I was blown away by it. Mm. Uh, and everyone else said, if you're out here, it's about an hour's drive away. So if you've come this far, you'd be mad not mm. to go there and just check out the place anyway. So I did. And of course, I had to buy a bottle to bring home of pure hoppiness. And we just had it. And yes. what did you think? Uh, I really loved it. It's delicious. Uh, really balanced. Mm-hmm. Clean, and I, I sort of mentioned to you uh, that that, and, and I guess other US IPAs I've had recently don't rely on, say, crystal malt or, or caramel um, malts as much as a lot of the Australian IPAs mm-hmm. at the moment. Yep. Um, you know, I've had a few recently, which are 
you know, up around them, they've got that big hops, but then it's just kind of this, it gets really muddled with malt, mm-hmm. I find. And I'm, I, this was a clean, um, really balanced, nicely bitter. Yeah, obviously malt is placed second fiddle to the hops, mm. but it was not out of balance. It was really clean, very hoppy. It was 8%, but probably drank way under that. You went mm. through your glass really quickly. Yes. Um, I think I said, I'm glad we did this because for an 8% Imperial IPA, I'm not sure if I wanted to drink 640 mils of it. And then mm. you said, I would drink that by myself straight away. So yeah. um, <laughs> it was very, uh, it's a really good beer. Um, I'd probably have a nap after that. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was that. I mean, let's put aside the fact that it was an hour away and took me three hours to drive there uh, in... Some wet weather traffic, but They're getting rain though in California. Uh, flash flood. That whole region's in a mass drought. So flash you know. flooding. So um, hey, who's going to complain about a bit of rain? Definitely. Um, and uh, for people that don't know this, uh, there is a massive drought mm. in that part of the world. Uh, all the best for everyone there and in brewers there, because I know I can't remember who it was. One of the breweries is pulling distribution out of a couple of states because they're right. can't make the. the yeah, there's, there's massive water restrictions, and so, and that's a you know environmentally a, pr- a problem for brewers. Because also, I think historically it's not particularly a wet area, mm. um, and to have this longer drought, it's just mm. crippling. So, um, and it's yeah, it is a concern for the industry. So yeah, all the best for everyone involved. Absolutely. Um, so I don't need to ramble on about everything I did there, but I went to some great. It's kind of interesting because everything around there must be to do with. Um, production laws and that sort of stuff but every brewery and tasting room around the area is in a business park so you'll go in and see some it's um kind of similar here though right well we did definitely have them hmm. but it's funny like all the places i went to like bar none right <laughs> they're all in business parks right. um oh sorry well alpine's not but that was up in the yeah, in yeah, the, yeah. In, funnily enough it was in the mountains right. uh, <laughs> uh, uh did you walk in and go Where'd you guys get your name from? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I would have. They would have refused me <laughs> service. I think. Um, oh, I was in no mood to make any jokes after yeah, driving yeah, three yeah. hours in the yeah. stop-start traffic. Um, but really good local crowd in the Alpine, packed mm. at a weird time as well. So um, that's a good sign for them. Uh, yeah, but I went to uh, Alesmith and. Uh, Lost Abbey, mm. uh, a couple of other places. I went to Toolbox, which is really cool. Mm. We had that beer with Soren in yep. one of the chats that is upcoming from Good yes, Beer Week. Yes, you'll hear that soon. Um, and Toolbox is one of those ones that if you... Chance are, I don't think many people have heard about mm-hmm. it. Um, I think you're going to hear about it very soon from my impression of, of their beers. Yeah. Um, I got. I brought a growler home of their IPA, which was great. Mm. We had, again, really clean... Um, very very good beer but i had some taste i tasted some of their wild beers and they were fantastic mm. just really fun but they they have bottled some brett ipas and similar things and i yeah, i really like to get my hands on some but you need to be there and lining up at the time yeah um it's definitely a commodity um yeah and i also went to society brewing which is another <laughs> is it so it's definitely pronounced society definitely not i mean it might be but okay. uh, i'm not putting it i'm not pushing my chips you, didn't, you didn't walk in there and be like where am i yeah <laughs> Wait a minute to say <laughs> it. No, uh, funnily enough, I didn't just wander around making awful jokes. So, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but that was also fun. They made some really interesting beers. They got a pretty immense barrel program as well. Mm. Uh, they pretty much lined, like their all their walls are just lined with um, barrel, barrel racks. So it's just 
barrels as far as I can see. So um, it's hard to not enjoy that. Um, the other thing, what, what we I, we had that trade that I took the beers to and that was just organised in um, very close to where I was staying. It was the Ballast Points Tap Room mm. and that's just a great, fun venue. They make really good beers, Ballast Points. Very so. good beers. The Grapefruit Sculpin mm. is no surprise. I think. It, I think. It, I don't think it gets here, but I think it might get to New Zealand. New Zealand at definitely some gets, stages. Gets, yeah. um, and um, they get the Habanero one as well. But sometimes. that's just uh, the Sculpin's a good beer, but the Grapefruit just so makes it so punchy and vibrant. Mm. Um, uh, and you, it's right next to the airport, so when you're sitting in the um, beer garden. Constantly, extremely low flying planes going over your head, so, and fun. no one seems to notice because yeah, I guess right. it's just part and parcel there now. But um, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I don't like it when I can because when you see a plane in the sky, you go, I don't really know how fast it's going. Uh, it's a mystery. It's too far away. I don't know what's going on. But I could like see the pilots' faces and stuff like that, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, and I, like, it's definitely going that fast. And I didn't really like looking at oh, that. I see. I'd enjoy it. Sounds like a lot of fun. Makes me think about it too much, yeah. Okay. Um, but the beers were good. Beers were fantastic, yeah. Uh, and like a really, again, a really diverse um, crowd that went there. And it was packed again. Mm. Also, it was a weird time as well. It was like a weekday at sort of like 3.30 mm. or something like that in the afternoon. And there was a lot of people there. So Get some jobs, people. Yeah, I reckon. Um, but it's hard to complain with the places that I saw and the... Beers that I drank, I had a really good time. Would you go back to that part of the world to drink beer again? Oh, without doubt. Because it was a very non-beer-focused trip. So I sort of only really had the last maybe five days to get amongst it. But I mean, some of the surprises in the early part of the trip where where there was no focus on real beer at all, um, two of the probably standout beers that I had for the trip was Race of Five from Mm -hmm. Bear Republic and... Just the Stone IPA, mm. just both fresh, unbelievable. Mm. I mean, when we've had Racer Five here, I sort of thought of, yeah, yeah, it was fine. But there's plenty of IPAs that probably tasted better than it. Did that used to be? I think it used to be grey here, didn't it? it? Never used to be legit. I don't think we ever had Bear Republic uh, legit here. Though, yeah, because so it was around quite. Oh, maybe it was legit. There was definitely been, kegs yeah. a few years ago. But um, yeah, it was always good, but um, I just got it out of interest because it, because I didn't enjoy it when it was here. Mm. That's probably the reason why I got it mm. to go, well, let's see what the real difference is. Because I remember this when when we had the initial kegs of uh, stone that came here legit, I was really surprised how little difference I noticed between the ruination in particular Um what I've had in grey versus the the fresh one so I was like well is there a big difference or is there Mm. people making too much of this but definitely with the Bear Bear Republic stuff Mm. that race of five was outstanding Um, and Mm. that was just like in a dingy little crappy bar that was in a crappy area so um, that's the sort of stuff that you just is just around and cheap as well Mm -hmm. Mm. it's kind of disgusting how cheap it is actually Mm. hmm I think we were buying. I was buying rounds of five drinks, four beers, and a cider, and it cost me like thirteen or fourteen dollars. Yeah, right. That's cheap, and it's like bigger, like almost pints of it, pretty much. Yeah. Anything else about, about me? No, let's talk about something. You're better. done with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, should we take a break? Yeah, I think we should take a break. I just spotted. Yeah, you take a break. Yeah. All right.
Welcome back. All right. <coughs> so, what I was getting at before I launched into all that America garbage yeah. um, is that uh, I touched back down on the second day of Good Beer Week. Yes. Should we stop while you... Uh, uh, no, you keep going. Fix up a little bit of... Keep going and I'll uh, just uh, go cook rinse. All right. I'll Have you got it. enough in, in your cannon to keep going and uh, carry this well open way? Possibly not. I trust you, Dave. I trust okay, you. Okay, great. Okay, so while Luke goes and uh, does a little bit of a contact lens adjustment, I will... Um, maybe I'll touch back on a couple of more highlights from, um, from my trip. So um, if anybody gets out to that part of America, you need to get a car and you need to go and visit all the um, aforementioned breweries because they all have great tasting rooms and they all have really interesting beers. So what I'll do is I will email Luke with a list uh, of all of them uh, and I will trust that you'll make it out there to try them because... uh, Especially if you like IPA, it, is, it, it really is a cut above as much as it pains me to, 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 Which is to say. One? Just American IPAs in oh, general. Yes. So, um, uh, yeah, that's enough, Phil. How's your eye? Good. Great. Um, I said that into my hand. Good. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, what I was getting at before I launched into that uh, tirade, I guess, mm. might have been, uh, <laughs> uh, was that... I had touched back down after three weeks overseas on the first Sunday of Good Beer Week. Yep. I was not really in a mood to do anything. So no, I had a very, very skeletal uh, Good Beer Week this time around. So I'm going to ask you about your Good Beer Week experience. Okay. Um, I, I won't, take me through it. I won't run through every event. No, um, of course not. That's, that's what did you do the first weekend? So... Biked around with the craft beer riding crew. Oh, yeah. Um, organized by a friend of ours. So, sort of an unofficial pub crawl on bikes around uh, some of the Pine of Origin venues. Mm-hmm. Excellent, fun, um, and it's a good way to do it because you have, you know, one beer in every venue and you kind of move on. Yep. So, you don't end up too drunk. You get to see every, everything. Yep. Bit of exercise as well. Yeah. Had a really good day. Um, the next day. What, did you have any standouts from the Pine of Origin? No. No? Nothing that, uh, looking back now, really, really captured my. But not saying I didn't have anything. I didn't have anything bad. Maybe the Cavalier sour. Um, what sort of sour is for those? Cherry sour. Okay. Uh, and what style? Like a Bullet of Ice. Okay. Uh, yep. That was that was that was really nice. Yeah. No, nothing too. Nothing horrible. But um, oh, actually, the Noisy Miner slash Fortitude mm-hmm. Brewing, um, whatever label it was under. They had a red IPA, I think it was, called Admiral Akbar something. Mm-hmm. Had that at Brother Burger um, in on Brunswick Street there in Melbourne, and it's delicious. Great, really, really delicious. Which really burger good. did you have? The Australian one, I think. What does that entail? Egg and beetroot. Egg and beetroot. Yeah, okay. I, I would have liked some pineapple. We don't need to go with this on air. Um, and I had some wings on the side, so uh, it's pretty hard to argue with that. Yeah, yeah. really, and. I think just as a whole, the seeing all the venues getting on board and, and people sort of ticking off a whole bunch of fun beers. So, yeah, it was really good. Um, cask off at Three, Three Ravens. Ravens yep. well, that's a, a fantastic event. Um, Who was um, showcasing their wares this year? So you had Hargreaves Hill and they had a Galaxy version of their ESB, which is really delicious. Mm-hmm. They had a Sour Brown, which I really enjoyed as well. Um, Three Ravens, obviously. Um, 
they're mosaic imperial stout so it's their imperial stout not barreled um, but with mosaic hops in the cask it was just ridiculously good the blackman's brewery imperial mm-hmm. pilsner on cask um i think that's a good idea to have something like that there because i don't know i mean i'm sure i would enjoy it but going to a cask event and just having um sours and big dark well, uh, beers sorry most of them were esbs outside of that so oh yeah, well yeah. sorry yeah but i mean classic yeah, uh cask sort of styles yeah um, whereas um an imperial pilsner sounds pretty fun Young Henry's um, had their real ale, obviously, and their, mm-hmm. their hop ale, and both were just were stunning. Um, and the other one was Boat Rocker, and they had an ESB and a Smoke Porter, both yeah, both good. Look, to be honest, uh, I wanted something a little bit more exciting from Boat Rocker, and that's that's personal preference. Like the ESB was really good. No, just knowing what he's got tucked away in barrels there, I was like, oh man, you could have put your Flanders. But P. aren't Lambic you glad that he didn't because he's not? It isn't ready yet. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, a bit of a side note. I had a chat to Matt from Boat Rocker the other day, uh, and his his sour bar slash um, barrel rumors is, is he's pretty excited by, um, and he's just working very hard to get that up and running. So watch that space. Yeah, a fair bit of um, real estate being occupied by Matt in the Brayside area. He might there, be, there will be soon. Yeah, he could yeah. be the mayor, the mayor of Brayside. <laughs> Um, so yeah, really good event. Um, I should say also I went to Carwin Sellers afterwards. Oh, because just all week they had just they had, crazy, yeah, yeah. crazy good. All sorts of Belgian list, stuff, yeah. all sorts of other Belgian influenced stuff. Um, I had a saison DuPont on tap, I think for the first time outside of Belgium. And it was tasting just beautiful. Um, like, I think we talk about this in the Siren oh, do we? chat. Yep. So okay, I don't want to make you sound like you're boring with the same stuff, but um, yeah, well, oh, maybe it was off air actually. I don't know. Either way, it was delicious. Yeah. Okay. Um, really, I got I got everything that I wanted from a, a saison from that. Because normally you don't like that one, do you? Well, because it's always skunky in the bottles, I guess, and and doesn't travel well in those those green bottles. But in on tapia, um, I've been reading a little bit about to I guess to make this a little bit nerdier than a beer podcast already is um, about the saison Dupont yeast and there's not really clear if there's um, Brett Britannomyces in there or not. I, I don't think there is, but there's a couple of, str- of, of interesting strains of yeast in there. Right. And I just sort of finished reading the, um, that book. I will mention the, it's called Farmhouse Ales. I can't remember the author, but it's a famous one. Um, have a read of it if you're a home brewer. It's really good. And they, yeah, they talk about that yeast. And um, I guess maybe with that fresh in my mind and having it fresh on tap, it, it sort of clicked for me. Yeah, I went, fair okay, now I, I get this, this beer. Um, Jester King event was fantastic at Turo. That was the one event that I did go to. So, um, how the hell couldn't you, right? Their beers were sublime, stunning. Yeah, yeah. That was like a the group of five beers that they poured were such high quality. Yeah, that I'm glad that that was my one event that I went to for the for the week. Definitely the the bottles are hitting shelves at the moment as well. We're in Australia, so. Shh. <laughs> get in, get in quick. I don't know if they're going to come back. We had them a couple of years ago, briefly, and then they pulled out. But yeah, so it's not. They haven't locked in a distribution deal. I don't think have they. I think they, I think Experience sort of always had them. Have they on their sort of portfolio? Right. Okay. But we only really had one batch, and I know they were concentrating on. I yeah, mean, so I would grab them if you have got the slightest bit of interest in farmhouse style ales, um, yeah. because they are 
Unbelievable. It's probably the only genuine farmhouse beer you'll ever ha- have, <laughs> I guess. Cause, um, <laughs> no, there's a few genuine farmhouse ones, but these guys are. Especially like, if you want it like American ones as well. Yeah, there's yeah. not many actual farmhouses. Yeah, true. Uh, genuinely farmhousey. Um, but yeah, they're doing it right. They Lots of wild fermentation, um, lots of interesting beers. It was a great event. Um, uh, Ron was deathly sick. He was. <laughs> so, uh, but it was very interesting. You could sort of tell how passionate he was because he he wasn't going to speak. It was left till, um, uh, was it April? I think that was her name. I can't remember. No, Sorry. maybe I'm wrong. But that's fine. Um, Apologies uh, she, if they're listening. She, yeah. she took us uh, through all the beers, but there was one point that um, Ron wanted to make so much that he sort of shook off his uh, ailments and stood up on a chair, which I thought was a bit of a risk. Yeah. I mean, even if the, the best of times, yeah. I wouldn't want to be standing on top of a stool. No. Um, and he uh, croaked out some information about their beers to us. Um, yeah, I mean, against his health, I mm. guess. So uh, it was very good to listen to because they're obviously dr- purely driven by passion and mm. uh, the desire to make really interesting and high-quality beers. So and And getting their beers even within their own state or city is, is really difficult. So be be on your game and try and get some. Really, yeah, really yeah. Good. Like it's definitely worth it. And they're pretty expensive, but when you drink them, you, I mean, then I guess they're no more or less expensive as um, local or even yeah, like New no, Zealand sort of beers of yeah. a similar um, style. So I think I paid... Sort of about twenty nine dollars a bottle for the beers, which is it's probably yeah upper end, but it's probably comparable to Cantillon or whatever. Yeah. And and look, to be honest, um, as as a bit of a massive Cantillon nerd, so a couple of their beers, and you've got the little list there, mm-hmm. um, were at that at that level in terms. They of were delicate and they were yeah. complex. Um, they were absolutely brilliant beers, mm. but um, so the the one that I remember, um, the. Gotlandrika. Yeah. yeah. So I'm Which sure we both butchered that. Well, something. It was. It was um, an ale used with, like, it was smoked. I think, well, it says here it was uh, birchwood malt. I think they told us it was birchwood and beechwood that was used to do it. But it was just a little hint of smoke on the backbone of what was just. I, a see, I got a lot of smoke in the aroma. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Yeah. And I, I was. Cautious, because smoke and sour probably isn't the greatest combination, but it came through just beautifully. It was just delicate and just um, sort of just bumped up the spices <laughs> that were used. Uh, that was pro- probably the beer of the night, mm. as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, yeah. um, there are a couple. Of, oh, they were all fantastic, but um, just the way they use their spices and fruits and barrels. Yeah, um, it's so. Uh, expert, I guess they can uh, get all the. Coming back to to barrels, um, I meant to say something in the Gabs chat sure. about barrels and the use of barrels. If you're a brewer in Australia or New Zealand, be careful. I just remember a lot of barrel aged beers in Gabs and also Good Beer Week in particular. There was way too much barrel, and it was just like drinking oak juice. Yeah, that's um, true, and. I know everyone's a lot of people exploring barrel aging and, and oak juice is not a good flavour, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> oak juice is a funny term. Yeah. <laughs> um, but obviously these guys know what they're doing with barrels because the barrel characters were delicate 
um, well, everything was, mm. and that's what made him so interesting. So um, that was an absolute highlight. Mm. I got sick after that event. I was already a little bit sick, so I, I was uh, a cold was looming, and I got nastily sick after that. But I managed to recover. Who didn't? I mean, me, because I did <laughs> had a, only a, a limited uh, activity during Good Beer Week. But I think pretty much everyone was struck down. Um, went to the Everly event where they recreated. I think we've mentioned this on the podcast. Um, recreated cocktails, recreated beer in cocktail form. I was gutted. I was just like, it was really good. I was just, I worked three days that week, and just coming back after holiday, like concentrating for three days, I was just cooked. So I decided to pull the pin on that event. That was the only other one I was going to go to. And I thought, ah, oh, probably won't be that good. But um, Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, Very boozy. Uh, probably a little bit too boozy. But, um, yeah, really interesting. They had the uh, Vine Stuff and Hef was the first beer and they recreated that with a blended of a banana bread blended into a cocktail with bourbon and rum. Uh, just beautiful. Not like, you couldn't, you could tell the difference side by side. But, the flavors, profiles, yeah. and, and mouthfeel. And I don't everything. think the idea necessarily was to create a carbon copy. Well, they they said they couldn't. You can't do it because of, of carbonation is, is the big one. Yeah. Um, and he said the flavors are all there, but you're going to get them in a different order. Uh-huh. And look, I think that's pretty reasonable. Um, the next one was Sierra Nevada Torpedo. It's such an ambitious event. Oh, definitely. Um, but a brilliant idea. Yep. Absolutely brilliant. So Sierra Nevada Torpedo was an interesting one because that's quite a big beer, and I, it's really medicinal. I get a big medicinal character from that. Uh, herbal is another one, um, but they used malort, which is What's malort. I think it's Swedish um, herbal liqueur, right? And it's what what herbal? Like I mean, just uh, like that medicinal um, aniseed. I think okay. Jägermeister kind of a situation, oh, okay. that yeah. kind of thing. And yeah, that really, that really, it tasted like a twenty twenty five percent torpedo right. IPA. It was just. Everything was there, but like really, like massive. Wow. Um, there was a local beer. I'm not going to mention it, but it was uh, had a floor in it, which they managed to recreate the floor, not hilarious. realizing that it was supposed to be there um, in the cocktail. The cocktail was delicious. The the beer was pretty much undrinkable to me. Um, everyone else seemed to enjoy. What it. was the style? It was like a cherry cherry tart, not quite a sour, but a basic beer with some cherries in it. Okay, um, and it had a really disgusting. Um, doughy like uh, baker's yeast flavor and aroma and that came through on the cocktail but the cocktail came through it was delicious that's quite funny though isn't it yeah it was recreating a floor in cocktail form i enjoyed did they like realize it and recognize it at the time no no okay. i don't i think i was well, i think we're emma and i were probably the only two people in the room going what the hell's going on with this beer little private this? chuckles yeah okay. um the final one was the founders breakfast stout great what a great um, beer which they yeah a pretty easy one to recreate in coffee form i'm oh, sorry Cocktail form because it's got such a strong coffee chocolate. Um, but they nailed that one. It was I always get like a strong, like almost like a peanut flavor from that beer. Okay. Did they do anything with that? I think it tastes like a Snickers bar, to be honest. Yeah. I, look, I can't remember. I, there might have been some sort of nut liqueur in there, mm-hmm. but um, I've just told you what we drank and we had a beer with each one of those. We made the beer side by side. So, so you had four beers and four cocktails. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fair amount. Um, they weren't full beers, but you know, it's three quarters full. A torpedo, for example, is quite a strong beer. Add a big a cocktail to that, and you've got a. That's probably enough for most people for two or three hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so really interesting event. A lot of fun. Yeah, um, I mean, I can only imagine because what did the, I think they did it over two sessions? Is that right? 
No, I ended up not selling enough tickets. Oh, really? Yeah, there's only about 15 people there out of, I think they wanted to do Oh, wow. Because I was just going to say, I, I just imagined it would have been a popular event and therefore warrant another edition next year. Hopefully they, they, they can come back next well, year. If it was weak ticket sales, you never know. But um, um, First time being, going to the Everly, which for people that don't know it, it's a cocktail bar, obviously. But they're top 50 bar in the world quite frequently mm-hmm. in some list. I don't, I don't know what the list is. And... Yeah, it's a lovely place. The first time I've been there. Well, um, that was one of the venues that the Good Beer Week team took Garrett Oliver to yeah. to sort of woo him. Yeah, show, <laughs> uh, show off Melbourne and show off Melbourne, and because he's a um, an aficionado of cocktails, so he wanted to go to the best cocktail venue, and that was the one selected. So um, yeah, I I think it's the kind of place I don't want to go to because I don't know want to know how good it is. Because it's not a cheap place to go to. Sure. Um, and and once you know, like going there briefly, it's like, oh man, I'd, l- I'd love to come back for a cocktail. Don't want to spend that much money on you a You want to go out for a night and spend hundreds of dollars. Yeah, know? yeah, pretty much. Uh, but, you know, if you, you get the chance when you're in Melbourne and you do like a cocktail, yeah. The Everly. Very welcoming as well. Like as soon as you walk in, they were very, very welcoming. I think in a, a, a venue like that almost has to have that too. Yeah. Sustain itself. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, the, I guess, what the point of those venues yeah. are, right? Um, did the CBA conference as well yep. after that. Heard some great speeches. Um, I think I might cover that, and I've got a couple of interviews that I'm going to edit from yep. Steve Hindy from Brooklyn Brewery and Peter, oh, sorry, Peter Fielding from uh, Burley, and she's also the chair of, of the CBA. Um, How was the conference? Really good. I only went to a couple of, like, a couple mm. of things. And did the interviews and, and didn't get a chance to go back. But, um, yeah, uh, I was really impressed with what I saw. Uh, let, let, let's tune in to hear more about that. Yeah, too right. And I guess that chronologically that brings us to the Friday, if I'm not much mistaken, does it? So oh, no, they know there was the, the awards on Thursday night. Yep. Is that right? Which we discussed at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Gabs. Then Gabs. But we also um, had to sneak away in the first session... Um, of Gabs, we went and had a we recorded a chat with um, uh, Philip uh, Snepe from Rodenbach, mm. and he is a delight. He was great. So uh, we did record a chat with him. So that'll be up. That'll be um, coming up soon. I think that'll be the next one to go out with. I will might, it? Yeah, that and that and Soren. I think I might put them together. Together, okay, yeah, cool. That's going to be a great episode. Yeah, yeah, it really Jeez. will. Um, so I loved talking to Philip. He was a, such a lovely, humble dude. Um, I mean, admittedly, we uh, we got told that uh, from his keepers from Palm Australia that he was petrified. Yep. Uh, his English is good, like yeah, it's, it's, good. it's fine, and he was worried that uh, his English wasn't good enough, and he's very very nervous. So um, I I think the chat because I can't remember what we talked about on air and off air, but he definitely loosened up off air, and mm. he was fantastic. So. Mm. That was just a pleasure to talk to that guy. Definitely. And, and you know, most people listening will know Rodenbach and how good they are. But all, all, the other thing it did is that we talked about um, one of his creations was the character Rouge. Mm. And it's, I think for both of us, it's probably the, our least favourite um, of the Rodenbach yep. uh, beers. But when he sort of told us the story behind it, mm. it sort of put it into context more. I, I would like to revisit that one because I've had it once and didn't really like it. But... Mm. I just found it too sweet. Mm. Maybe with food, it might might 
Which is the idea. Yeah. Listen to the chat. You'll hear about it. Yeah. Um, but that was great. And then, I mean, yeah, we sort of covered Gabs, Gabs. in a little bit of depth. So uh, an overwhelmingly successful Good Beer Week yeah, as far co- as I'm concerned. I mean, I didn't, like, I obviously was looking on from afar, but um, everything seems like it was unbelievable. Yeah. And congratulations to the organizers of Good Beer Week. Again, they did such a great job um, of, of just making it happen. Yeah. It's such a huge week um, and they just constantly deliver. So... Mm. Very talented people. Thank you. Do we want to come back and wrap up everything? Do you have any recommendations? We can think about it in the break. Yeah, cool. All right. We'll come back in a second uh, and wrap this baby up. Welcome back. All right. uh, This brings us to the end of the show, doesn't it? It does bring us to the end of the show. End of my, I just finished my beer as well, so. Oh, I've got a little bit left to yeah. go through the recommendations with. I know. The all right, well, good time management. <laughs> um, I'm going to kick it off with a non-beer recommendation because I really feel like talking about this. Fire away! I went and saw uh, one of the things I did during Good Beer Week because I joined a friend of ours. Um, also has a, a pretty terrible podcast called Gather Round Me. Um, Doctor Cam Sexenheimer. Um. The only reason I say it's a terrible podcast because I think they always slag me off on their podcast. Oh, okay. Fair I've never enough. actually listened. I listened once and they're slagging me off and yeah. they said, yeah, we do that all the time. Okay. Um, anyway, we went and saw Mad Max. Fun. Fury Road. I haven't seen it, but it looks cool. 3D in the uh, the IMAX. Uh, we had the, the top seats where you recline. Hey. And, uh, you know. living, right? Living large. I was feeling like, like, like rubbish at that point. I was in the middle of my cold. I crawled out of bed to get there. And you didn't I, fall asleep? No, you could not fall asleep to this oh, movie. Oh, right. Okay. This movie is ridiculous. If you if you haven't seen it, and we'll try and get this out pretty quickly because it's you need to see it in the cinema. Like seeing it on your whatever size TV you think is good is not, <laughs> is not <laughs> as good. Doesn't do it justice. As, yeah, and like seeing it on IMAX was just, just stupidly fun. Um, what a good movie that is. I wanted it to be... There's movies you go into, you're like, I want that to be amazing and like as crazy as the preview looks. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, there's not, not going to be. There's no way. However. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> that is a movie. Go see it. It's just like stuff. Where do you stand on um, solo movie attending? Oh, I'm, I Are you fine it. with it? Yeah, yeah okay. I'd, I'd rather do that. Because right. like my friends, we don't go see movies. So like, essentially, if I go and see this, it's going to be solo. I, yeah, I was just... Uh, I mentioned offhand to, to Dr. Cam Sexenheimer that I was... Going to see it. He's like, oh, I'm finishing work at two that day. I'll join you. Done. Um, and I'm like, okay, cool. That's so. But yeah, my initial plan was to go solo. I And you were cool with that? Yeah, what am I... Who am I talking to? I don't, I don't, I don't want to watch a movie. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I frequently go see movies solo. All right. It's okay. my... Yeah. Maybe I'll think about it. Do you know you're not a solo movie no. goer? Oh, it's great. Is it? Yeah. All right. Well, that's interesting because I, I love going to gigs solo. It's yep. got a bit of a similar sort of... Uh, yeah, I've done a solo gig before. I it. prefer a solo movie to a solo gig. Okay, all right. I'm coming around to the idea. Um, right. I, used to, I used to have a friend of mine um, back home. We'd go to a movie and then sit in different spots. That's weird behavior. Um, like only like a three or four seats apart. Or right, okay. Spread out and have a like, gear. Oh, like, I see. More like that. Uh, okay. Not like a different part of the all cinema, right. but like, yeah. I think and by both of us realize that rather have more room than okay all right 
I'm warming to the idea. Oh, so I also recommend going to a movie solo, people. Um, hey, I, I, I work very, very close to IMAX, so maybe I'll do it IMAX after work one day. I, when I left Gabs, one of the sessions, I saw people, I think, going into IMAX for a midnight showing. And I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, could I go see Mad Max again at, you know, after Gabs at midnight? I decided against it. Yeah, I think, probably would yeah. have fallen asleep. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. not. Yeah, you, anyway. just, you just told me I could not fall asleep. Well, that's the thing. That, yeah. I, I, it would have been a good test, actually, yeah. after two, <laughs> two sessions of gaps. Um, but no, awesome movie. Just just amazing. Everything about it. All right. Was it nonstop action? Oh, Were you the, on the edge of your seat? The definition of nonstop action. Okay. Just so, and so much stupid action for the sake of it. Like, well, it's Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. yeah but like this, you just you're thinking, there's no reason for them to be doing this right now. But I'm so glad they are because it's awesome. Yeah, exactly. That's what so you paid your money for. Keep it up, Mad Max. All right. That's a good recommendation. Yeah, Pretty good. passionate and strong. Yeah. All right. I want to go see it again. I, re- I should have done that first because mine's not going to be as good. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, I'm just going to cut the podcast here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't remember what the circumstance was. But during, uh, between one of the sessions of Gabs, we thought we might go and get some chicken. Mm. So we went to Bell's Hot Chicken on Gertrude Street. Popular chicken joint. Was it um, in between sessions of Gabs? Yeah, yeah it was, wasn't first, it? Yeah. Um, uh, and because what they do there, they do hot chicken. Mm. It's sort of given away in the title. but mm. um, uh, And we got <laughs> what, are, what are the baller box? Baller bucket. buckets, yeah. 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 Uh, which ended up being, it's a bucket of chicken and four sides, which ended up being a lot of food. And then when the, like we did, we didn't finish it. Much to our chagrin, because yeah, you know, waste food. Annoyed, yeah. Um, when the girl cleared it away, she's like, "Yeah, that's a lot of food for two people." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we um, looked at the menu and we're like, "We're ballers." Yeah, exactly. And it was sixty bucks, and like that's in yes. hindsight, that's probably enough for three or four people. Three is like it'd be perfect. Yeah, um, it was a lot of food, uh, and it delivers on what it promises. Like, yeah. so we got the really hot. There's so the, yeah, the way it works is there's five sort of degrees of heat for the chicken which i don't know if they it's, is it a rub is that what they do marinade i uh, must i don't know because like it was definitely all over your fingers mm. yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah but like a dry powdery sort of thing afterwards yeah. um yeah we got like a, a half mild and half of like the second hottest one got medium and then really hot which i'm told that really hot is like far too hot for most people it was hot. It was, it was hot. hot. I've, I've got a good heat tolerance, yeah. and that was that was that was hot chicken. I think it was probably the, the maximum of my range of enjoyment. Yeah, okay. I, I enjoyed it. Um, the really really fucking hot. They've got an asterisk on their menu, but really effing hot. Yeah. Was, I I I'd probably one, and then because I, I like really hot sauces and stuff when you can when it's got good the like uh, chili flavor when stuff is just hot for the sake of hot and it just burns you mm. that sort of loses me a little bit, but um. Hey man, if you want hot chicken, I can't think of many places better than that to go. Um, Definitely. However, if you just want awesome fried chicken, I'd probably recommend going to a previous recommendation around the corner, the Voodoo Jerk uh, yeah. Truck. Yeah, I Which is just chicken. around the corner and their fried chicken is unbelievable. Also Rock and Sons as well. Yeah, that's not too far away, but I mean Should like... Should we start a fried chicken podcast? Uh, I love fried chicken. Yeah, I, I do as well, but I mean... I wouldn't call us experts and also probably not enough content that we could provide. So it's not very healthy. No, there's no legs there. Yeah. We could do an addition. Yeah. I just want to eat fried chicken. Yeah. 
Okay, good, good recommendation. I would like to revisit it when I haven't had a few beers and, and maybe try it out again. And probably not when I'm facing a ball of bucket. I'd also would like the, to go there and just have some mild chicken. Because I think we, I think both of us had the really hot chicken before we had the mild chicken. Yes. And I couldn't really taste the mild chicken after that because it was yeah. genuinely hot. Uh, but their sides are very good as well. Yeah, um, yeah I enjoyed they, it. They had, what was that? Uh, just like... Pickled vegetables is one of the sides. Pickled vegetables, yeah. Pretty delicious. Yeah. How can you argue with that, right? Definitely. definitely. Um, and that, incidentally, is uh, the floor, the ground level floor of where the Everly is. So um, mm. that sort of ties in a good in evening, right? You go eat some fried chicken and go have a cocktail. Yeah, too right. Happy man. But if you're in the Ooh. market for a bowl of bucket and then cocktails at the Everly, you probably make a lot of money. Yeah, mm. Mm. yeah it's true. Uh, maybe take a few friends. To share the you don't have bucket. to get a bowl, bowl of bucket, um, but uh, I can recommend it. But I mean, I'd probably go to Voodoo over yep. that if I was in, just wanted some delicious chicken. Yep. What about your beer recommendation? Um. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Um, after th- so much happens in this uh, community of ours, but after getting away out of the country for three weeks, I came back and decided I'd get a few beers for f- last night. So I went into Grape and Grain in Moorabbin and I didn't recognise any of the beers on the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> it was all new to me. So Things changed quickly around here. Yeah. Uh, I just went, um, I got a whole bunch of cans actually. Mm. So um, I got some of the can heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, Panhead can heads. Exactly right. And I got the range that was available of the Pirate Life beers because mm. um, I seem to, I don't recall the beer at the moment, but I think I enjoyed the... Was it a black IPA they did at Gabs? Don't know. I don't even Can't remember. Can't remember. Sorry. But um, I seem to remember enjoying it. So I got the um, double IPA and the session IPA. Uh, but the one I'm recommending is the pale because mm. it's just a very hop forward, clean pale ale. Um, really, really good. Uh, very similar, I thought, to the hot water pale ale, which we've both yep. banged on about to no end. So, um, I my experience with that was I tried a little bit. I had a glass of it and went eh, okay, and then by the end of it, I was just loving it. Yeah, yeah. Um, really, really strong pale mm. ale. So, mm. uh, can definitely recommend. Well, of course I can because that's what the idea of the segment is. Uh, <laughs> but if you see that, grab them. Um, it's very, very good beer. I should um, say the the session IPA, which I don't think you've had yet. No, nope. sitting in my fridge. Had a couple of those recently and loved them. Okay, three and a half percent. Um, I'm going to have a mini rant here. Anything over four and a half percent is not a session IPA. I think anything session IPA or session beer should be under four percent. Yeah. They've Especially when you see like those 5.8% yes. ones. Yeah. 5.8% session <laughs> IPA. It's an IPA. Yeah. Don't ram session on it for marketing. Yeah. It's not... Whatever. Um, there's 3.5%. Delicious. I Genuinely sessionable. Drinking it, not realising. I just thought it was a regular IPA. And probably about halfway through the glass after really enjoying it, thinking, oh, maybe it's a bit thin. And then I looked at the can and went, oh, it's 3.5%. Okay, I can see why it's a bit tastes a bit thin. But it was, it was yeah, lovely. I... Really enjoyed the ones I got. Good one. I'm keen to uh, give it a go. Maybe during the football match tonight, yeah. I will crack it open. During the big game. Yeah. Uh, what's your beer recommendation? I've forgotten. Did you? Do you remember what it was? Um, Did I even come up with one? Yeah, you must have. It wasn't that long ago, was it? No, it's terrible. Of Here's me. what I'll do. How about we keep thinking about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, interesting. 
Look, I'm just going to say Pirate Life Session IPA. Let's make a double okay. Pirate Life Extravaganza. Okay, so Pirate Life, if you're listening, feel free to send us samples. You've got a double recommendation. So no, let's, let's rewind. Uh, I've changed my mind. Go on. Our good friend uh, Martin Townsend yep. from New Zealand has finally got some beers in the country through experience. It Fantastic. I wrote a blog piece about this a while ago. <laughs> yep. And uh, got no traction there. <laughs> uh, so I don't. I think I might have. I think I had something to do with it. I, I think. I think you're pushing to experience it to get his beers and um, was was a big help. And his beers are look. It's it's a tough sell when you've got your pirate life or your stones on the shelf because they are very delicate. His beers do not. They don't fit that mold. They fit the classic flavor profile mold of clean, simple. Oh, sorry, simple. Is such a, a terrible descriptor of this, but. Straightforward, but really well made. Like sort of stylistic sort of yep. beers, but they're so well made and they're yep. so good that you have to try them at least. I think they're the kind of beer that you'll get a glass or a pint of, finish it, not realise that you've just downed it very quickly because it's so you know so good and think, oh, it's not that not that exciting or not that interesting. Um, but if you sort of put a microscope to it and think, you know, what am I tasting? Am I enjoying it? Then I think you'll find that it's... And he also... But he also has some very interesting beers as well, though. So um, he does sort of tread that line a little bit. Yeah. Like, I, I've, one of my favourite beers that I've ever had is his... Um, what's the... The Flemish Stout. The Flemish Stout's really good. Unbelievably yep. good. So... Uh, so and, and, and that is uh, d- delicate, but still extreme flavours, mm. given that it's a quite a big stout with some wild yeast going through it. So. Yeah. Um, um, delicious. His pilsner is, is lovely, really oh. peppery and, and just gorgeous. And he's ESB is a cracker. Yep. So yeah, check them out. Um, and and you t- take take your time with them and just kind of enjoy them. Yeah, I They're reckon really good. Have them like buy a couple of bottles. Have them as your first beer of the night, maybe. Mm. Refresh yeah. palate. Well, I wrote a blog a while ago, and I had the pilsner after drinking a bottle of red wine, um, not by myself, sharing a bottle of red okay. wine. And With a straw, yeah, <laughs> and it was, um, yeah, just beautiful, and and everything that you wanted from a very easy drinking, clean, lovely pilsner. Um, yeah, so so check them out. I, I we love Martin's beer, so uh, yep. check it out. Cool. All right, let's let's wrap, wrap it up. This one up. Thanks, everyone, and um, as we said, stay tuned. S- There's going to be a whole bunch of really good content from Good Beer Week, so um, it'll be fun. Yes. Cheers. Bye.